Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Right now, Danny Ainge. Danny, it is Rich, Dale, and Andy Hart. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing today? We're doing very well. It's been almost a week since uh, the Celtics were eliminated. Have you have you have your thoughts changed at all on how you feel both of the deep run and also the game seven loss? Um <clears throat> no, I don't think my thoughts have changed. Um I've gotten over it a little bit better as I've been working for next year. Danny, I've got to assume this offseason is going to be a little less hectic than last offseason. You changed 11 of the 15 players a year ago. Hard to picture that would happen again. Yeah, I don't see that happening. No. I, although, you know, going into last year, Dale, I don't think I would have foreseen, you know, changing 11 either. So, um, you know, a lot of things happen, and there are reasons why. And, and um, you know, you have to be able to make decisions quickly and be prepared to make those decisions as, as opportunities come about. But yeah, I do not. I like this team a lot. I feel like um, we're just scratching the surface with this group of guys. Danny, saying that, do you envision a way that essentially the entire team is back? Um, you know, I don't know. That It's too early to tell that. But probably not the entire team, but a lot of the, the main core guys, sure. Now, one of the uh, quotes after the uh, Celtics were eliminated, Marcus Morris said, there's going to be a lot of players next year, so I'm not 100% sure where I fit totally yet. It's just something I'm still kind of wary about. What did, what did you make of Morris's comments there? Um, you know, I've been a player in that situation before when you have a lot of good players and how you sort of fit into the whole scheme of things. I think that um, I think those are good things to feel, and that those that kind of humility and uncertainty sh- uh, should drive players to be prepared for the competition coming into training camp. We're talking to Celtics president of basketball operations, Danny Ainge. It was reported this week that Gordon Hayward uh, underwent a surgical procedure to remove the screw and the uh, and the plates that had been inserted to stabilize his broken ankle. Was this? Unexpected? You, did you expect that this was going to happen, or was this a bit of a surprise? Um, we didn't expect it to happen a couple weeks ago, no. Um, it was a little bit of a surprise, but, you know, this is in the medical world. I guess I'm never surprised, Dale. It's just uh, something that needed to be done, and, and Gordon's in great spirits and in a good place and feels like, um, things weren't progressing as he had hoped, and the plate was just making him a little bit just uncomfortable. His foot strength is all there, and um, in his mind, he should be feeling different. So this was removed a little earlier than normal, and yet the bone is totally healed, as are all the muscles and ligaments and tendons and everything else. So I think that Dale, or I think that uh, Gordon is you know, in a better place right now than he was a couple of weeks ago, having this surgery and, and, the, and the comfort level that he, he foresees going forward. Danny, I come from a world covering the Patriots where 
they just don't discuss money, their own value, things of that nature. What was your reaction when a guy like Marcus Smart comes out and says, you know, I'm worth more than 12 to $14 million a year? Is that normal NBA business, or how do you react to a comment like that? You know, there, there's players that feel comfortable doing that or feel the need to do that, and it doesn't bother me at all. Um, I know it creates headlines and creates, you know, talk radio buzz, but from my standpoint, um, I'm not worried. I'm worried about how players are working and how they're performing on the court, and I don't pay much attention to what they say. I mean, Marcus was responding to a question that he was flat out asked, and you know, in the way that he thought it should should be asked. Would you care to share how much you think Marcus Smart is worth? <laughs> uh, I would not be willing to share that. No, I would. Now, Danny, Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward are both proven scorers in the league, 20-plus points per game. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both look like they are right on their way to doing that as well. Is there enough shots for all four of those guys next year? Well, listen, I think that, yeah, absolutely. I think that you need that kind of scoring. I mean, look at what... Golden State has four guys that have the ball in their hands all the time with uh, Clay Thompson and Curry and KD and, and Draymond Green. Even though Draymond's more of a facilitator, he still has the ball. They, he plays like point center for them at times. Um, I think that when you have the, – the better your team becomes and the better – the more sacrifices guys have to make. And – so, yeah, it's not going to be perfect. And every night there's going to be some nights where guys are going to want more shots than they get some nights. But uh, at the same time, it's a lot. It's a heavy burden having to carry a team offensively every single night. And so the more you have, the, the more room you have for air, the better your team is. As Brown, Tatum, and Rozier uh, picked up the slack for injured guys and performed at really high levels for you, uh, I was kind of amused at the way some people said, well, Gosh, these guys are playing so well. Maybe you don't need to keep guys like Kyrie Irving and and Gordon Hayward. Thankfully, uh, you didn't seem to share that opinion with those folks. No, I I still remember uh, very clearly why we were so excited to get Kyrie. I mean, isn't it amazing how some people just forget how great Kyrie was just earlier this year in the sixty games he played for us, and then. Um, how great Gordon was last year in a 51-win team and how he scored 40 points in a playoff game against uh, the Clippers and helped win that series. And um, it, I mean, I understand that people have short memories, but um, I certainly don't. And I'm really, really excited about Gordon and, and Kyrie and even more excited, even though the injury happened to Gordon this year, watching him work and seeing his determination and commitment to excellence, um, you know, I'm really excited for him this upcoming year. Understanding that excitement, do you envision there will be some bumps in the road or there'll be a, a process of the entire cast of talent learning to play together? Well, I mean, everybody thought that last year with 11 new players like we just discussed. And, uh, I mean, it was like a machine, like they had played together for a long time. When I saw Kyrie Gordon and Al Horford on the court together this past year with a group of rookies, um, I mean, it was very impressive. And so I think that, generally speaking, there's going to be a learning curve, and obviously they're going to be better late in the year than they are at the beginning of the year. But uh, some people make that adjustment much better than others. Danny, have you had to ask your wife if she has any burner Twitter accounts? <laughs> <laughs> I 
think my wife just signed up for Twitter. I'm not even sure. I think uh-oh. she's following me. Uh oh. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to check that. But I'm still trying to figure out the value of a burner account. <laughs> we t- we are too. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, the, so you guys maybe can explain that to me since I'm just learning what this is all about. But uh, I, I I still haven't figured out that value yet. Well, just a little advice: if you do have burner accounts, don't follow all the same people on your burner accounts <laughs> that you follow on your normal account. Yeah, no, I guess we're learning that, aren't we? <laughs> learning about the burner account. Hey, Danny, we're just too bad. We're just a few weeks away from the draft. Obviously, you guys currently have a pick lower in the first round, but just in general, how does this draft class at this time compare to some of the other recent drafts? You know, it's a good draft. It's you know, it's not special special draft but um it's a, it's a very good draft i think it's got some decent depth you know i wouldn't say it's one of the better ones or one of the worst ones it's 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 a normal draft i would expect and and we're, but we're excited who we we potentially can add late in the draft is there a particular element that you think your team needs going into next season beyond health, obviously, and getting your players back? As you watched your team this year, was there something where you said, man, if we could add that, that would really help us? Well, yeah. So there definitely are things that we could upgrade on our roster. And I feel like the, the draft is, the, is just a small step of that. And then free agency is the next. So, It'd be a little bit easier doing the draft if you know you had free agency first, uh, like some other sports do, and then knowing what you need to draft. But um, because we have draft and free agency that sort of go follow the free agency follows the draft a week after, and um, you can fill some needs that way as well. Danny, uh, sorry to ask you another sort of football-related question here, but that's my world. Um, I'm sure you've been aware that there's been some criticism from afar of the quote-unquote Patriot way and nobody having fun in Foxborough. And as a guy that's been around professional sports a long time, both as a player, management, different sports, what is the value or place for quote-unquote having fun in a professional sports team environment? Well, I will say that winning and fun usually coincide, coexist, but I think that... um, you know, not always, not always, but I think that the, your, your objective is to win. Um, personalities, teammates um, often determine the fun that you have. So, uh, I mean, I had a lot of fun playing basketball with Charles Barkley. I mean, the guy made me laugh every single day of practice. He was loose, and he was just entertaining uh, Kevin McHale was another, ML Carr was another, got, you know, teammates that just made you laugh all the time. Um, there is value in that, I think. I, w- I was a, a little bit of a clown myself in practice and had fun and, and found joy in the work, uh, knowing that there's times to have fun and times to, like, really get serious and lock in. So I think that most teams are built that way, and um, but coaches have different personalities. That doesn't mean that you can't have fun uh, with a coach that is really serious and a grinder. Um, you can find the personalities and you can find the joy and the, and the fun in your teammates. 
Now, speaking of teammates, and, and last one for me, it, what would it be like if you were a teammate of J.R. Smith after last <laughs> night's game? Well, I mean, listen, I've seen a lot of players over the history of the, of the NBA, guys that I've watched play that are very good players and very smart players that have done the same thing. Uh, I don't want to list all the names of the players, but um, – yeah, they, I've seen that happen. And, you know, I mean, JR made a great play as a 6'4 guard to get that offensive rebound and give them a chance to win. And, and uh, you know, it's unfortunate that, that what happened for him. I feel bad for him, but it was a great play getting that rebound and where most guys wouldn't, wouldn't even try to get that offensive rebound off of this free throw. Danny, final question before we let you go. Did you allow yourself to think about how your team would have matched up against Golden State in the finals? Well, I, you know, I mean, I watched the game last night, but I, you know, I did watch Golden State play a lot in the playoffs also. And I was hoping that we would get that chance because, again, you know, when you're playing against such great offensive teams and good defensive teams, by the way, in Golden State, um, it just makes you better. And it um, makes our guys feel how, much they have to do to, to become even better. So we were looking forward to that opportunity, but I feel like our guys, you know, over the last few years, we've played Golden State well in, in the regular season, and uh, unfortunately it didn't happen, but I know that some of our guys for sure are watching the, this finals with curiosity and, and um, just to look at the best teams and looking at what we have to do to be, become one of them. All right, Danny Ainge, Celtics president of basketball operations. Thanks so much for the time today, and hopefully we'll uh, catch up down the road. All right, guys. Appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.